Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Views from the Glass. And today I have reoccurring guest Tim Wagner is back on. But this time we're going to talk a little skate sharpening. For about the last two years, Tim has been sharpening my skates and he's kind of been the guru that I go to now when I have any questions about skate sharpening. So, uh, Tim, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Am I, am I your first recurring guest? You are. You are. Awesome. So, awesome. His, All right. History here on Views from the Glass. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Mark this down on my calendar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if, if you find that exciting, go for it. It's, it's a blast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm flattered that you, you know. Hey. Honors here, so. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, you've, you've kind of been sharpening my skates for the last two years. And I learned a lot from you just when you asked me questions. And I remember you'd ask me stuff and I'd be like, I have no idea like what you're even talking about. Like I remember growing up, I would just in high school, we'd just put our skates on a stick to get sharpened every Wednesday. And that would be it. They didn't ask us anything. And then Thursday morning, we'd come in the locker room and it'd be done. And that was it. And I think for a lot of people, that's how their career is always gone. They just bring their skates into a pro shop or wherever and they just sharpen them and they get on the ice and like, Oh, that feels pretty good. Or, eh, you know, it's not the greatest, but I got my skate sharpened, you know? So I've really learned a lot in talking with you over these last two years about skate sharpening. So I wanted to bring you on to, for you to share some of your knowledge. Cause I know you dive into this, like you enjoy, thoroughly enjoy this. I, I have, I, but I think that scenario you, you just painted still exists to a large extent at, at a lot of places. But um, let me preface everything I'm about to say by saying I am no expert whatsoever. I learn a lot from, um, I, I read a lot about it. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I've been sharpening now maybe three or four years on my own. Um, but uh, there's also a site that's extremely valuable and, and hopefully anybody listening, if they want to try to get on that site, it's a private group, but it's a private group of pro shop owners on Facebook. And that is, uh, an absolute unbelievable wealth of knowledge on that site. It's called skate sharpening university. And it's, it's basically pro shop owners and equipment managers from around the world. Um, I think there's, there's well over a thousand members on there. Um, so if I ever have any questions, I'll usually post it to the group and uh, you get so many answers back that, and these are the experts. These are the guys that do this for a living every day. Um, it, it, it's unbelievable. Sometimes you get too many answers back. I mean, there's, there's a lot of opinions and these guys just absolutely geek out on skate sharpening. Um, so I am, nowhere uh, near an expert like those guys are, but, uh, but I enjoyed doing it for my kids skates and a few guys skates that I, that I do for, for Grant and some Sunday night leaguers and some bears players and things like that. So I, uh, I like to tweak. I, you know, I, I've done my kids and I tweak things a lot and test them out and just kind of pay attention to what the performance is like and, and kind of go from there. So. Yeah, and I think you told me about that Facebook group, and I think I'm actually no, I am in it. I am. Yeah, you and I think you and Coleman got on it too. Yeah, yeah. so like, and I think in the office we've had a lot of conversations, the three of us at the water cooler, just talking about skate sharpening for 
five, 10 minutes and people probably walk by and look at us like, what are those guys talking about? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, my experience when I was a kid was the same as yours, getting your skate sharpened was uh, you dropped them off. Nobody asked the question as to what uh, radius of hollow that you wanted. It was probably almost always around a half of half an inch. Um, it, it's still probably the most common radius of hollow, but, um, but the question was never asked, but I think things are getting extremely complex now with the profiling that's going on and, um, there's different radius of hollow um, uh, techniques. Uh, you can do um, just the normal, uh, you know, stone rounded hollow. You can do the flat bottom V. There's like something called like a Z channel out there and all that stuff. I've never gotten into all that, but I definitely tweak um, profile by sending them into one of the guys on that group. And, and um, <clears throat> I mess with the radius of hollow a lot so all righty yeah. um we'll talk we'll touch on some of that stuff later but first i wanted to ask you like why did you get into skate sharpening like what made you like decide to start doing this so um, most there's probably two main reasons uh one of them is i had two skaters that mm -hmm. were both getting their skate sharpened multiple times a week and it was getting it was expensive and I figured eh, it's a way to probably long-term uh, save a few dollars on skate sharpening. Um, these machines, I, I did not buy a high dollar machine. Uh, I bought it with soda, which is, it's great for just the type of sharpening that I'm doing. Um, mm -hmm. But they, they hold their value. Uh, they, they lose very little value over the years. You keep good care of it. You could darn near sell it for what you bought it for. Um, but it was a money saving thing, one. Um, I did like the ability to kind of tweak and, and just test some things out. So that, that interests me. Um, but the consistency or the lack of consistency I was getting from uh, the skate sharpenings around the state of Wisconsin was another reason. I, it, 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 the, it, sometimes you'd get really bad sharpens. It's, I mean, and then, then you're sitting there kind of holding the bag, and, and I just liked having control over that. So. Um, and it's helped quite a bit. So it probably, I, I guarantee you that this thing's paid for itself 10, 10 times over already over those years. So. And I, and I think when you, like you hear guys say, Oh, you know, I got a skate sharpener in my basement. I think that's the most common, you know, answer that it is. It's just, well, you know, I got two young kids right now over the next, you know, 10, 12 years, I can buy it now and it'll pay for itself, you know, in one or two seasons, like you said. So I think that is just, probably the most common reason why people do it. And then you're nice enough to sharpen up some other guys' skates for yeah. us. And very well, much uh, nice enough. I think that's, that's part of the problem. You get a skate sharpener, you don't let anybody know or, or they'll just, you know, stack up on you. So it, it's kind of like, you know, the drive the Zamboni at the rink, right? right. Like you don't yes. <laughs> yes. If you know how to drive a Zamboni, don't tell anybody and same with skate <laughs> sharpening. So yeah. absolutely. Um, so I knew like the, the, the new big skate sharpening is a sparks machine. And I know you and I have had conversations, but what are your thoughts on that? And what are some pros and cons to that, that you have heard about? And, you know, I know you've researched about, about the sparks machine as well. I, yeah. And I, I mean, I was researching the sparks machine right around the time I was trying to cause it was kind of, it was probably right when they first uh, kind of made a splash and that I think that was three or four years ago that, that's that's my guess I don't exactly know but I looked at them 
Um, there's something intriguing about them, obviously, that you can just pop a skate in and push a button and let her go. But um, so I have a, a couple of things on those. So I don't make money sharpening skates. So that it, so me bashing that machine has nothing to do with my livelihood. But yeah. if you go on Skate Sharpening University, they are very anti-sparks. And I, and I completely get that. And I think some of that obviously comes from it, it threatens their livelihood a little bit. But I'd say for the most part, they, their gripes are legitimate when it comes to actual quality of sharpening. I, I've taken my opinion, opinion, or I've molded my opinion somewhat based on reading what, what the, the pros are saying. Yep. Um, but I've also had them sharpen, had my kids sharpen their skates on the machine and kind of just uh, watch performance and just taking cues from that. And it wasn't good. So that, so I can go, I can go sharpen, sharpen with the sparks and watch them skate and sharpen on my own and watch them skate. And just based on those observations, I I did not like the machine. Um, And maybe that was user error. I don't know. But going into that, there's another reason why I don't like it is skate sharpening is extremely complex. Um, There's a lot of different things you can do to that skate to, not only to screw it up to, but to make it a good sharpen. Right. And so I, I look at skate sharpening as an art. It is obviously there's some science behind it, but it is an art. Putting that skate in a machine and pushing that button is not an art. They are trying to boil an art down to a science. And I just don't believe it's possible um, to do it at a high level. Now that said, I think that that machine, if that's all you got, or you want to just, you know, maybe give it a little brush up in between actual regular sharpenings. I think it's fantastic for that. But if you're solely using that machine, um, I think you may not notice it, but I do think your performance is suffering a little bit on the ice. I just, and that's from my, my observations. So um, not a, not a huge fan. So. (laughs) Yes. And you know, you talked about performance about skating and, like I can relate going back in the past is like, sometimes I get my skate sharpen and I'd feel like, man, like I'm really slow. And then sometimes I'd be like, ah, I'm faster. And before I started talking to you, I didn't realize, and well, this will kind of jump into our next section is like the hollow, what you get your skate sharpened at. Like, yeah, it makes a huge difference because depending on what you get your skate sharpened at, you're going to dig into the ice more or vice versa, not digging as much. And that's going to totally affect your skating. Absolutely. So uh, you can, uh, just because we can't really compensate for the hardness of every sheet of ice that's out there. Cause there, that does come into play somewhat. Um, but kind of take that out of the equation. Um, generally speaking, your, uh, your lower radiuses of hollow are going to uh, basically give you more dig into the ice and you'll be slower essentially on the ice, but you'll be probably a little more agile, maybe in the corners and kind of uh, cutting a little bit better and things like that. So, um, so like down to a three eighths of an inch, it, it, for, a, for a guy like you, that would probably feel pretty sticky on the ice and your legs would probably burn out pretty quick. Your speed would suffer as well um, from that, that low radius of hollow. Um, so, and that's, the, that's looking down the blade this way and that's the radius this way. So, okay. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, I, I, I sent you a couple of photos that you said you'll, you'll put in the comment section. There's, there's a couple of good ones that go through some of that, but 
Um, I did send you one of the Pittsburgh Penguins radius of hollow chart. I think it's a few years old, but it's interesting to look and see. Uh, it, it's not, so you'll hear this quite a bit is, is uh, that radius of hollow should, um, and the bigger that you are, the larger that radius of hollow should get. And I would say generally based on what I've read from, from the pros, that's generally true. Um, but it also, you have to be a little bit, uh, you got to concern your style of play and things like that into that radius of hollow as well. Cause you'll see on that list is, I think it was Phil Kessel is at a three eighths of an inch, which is, which is pretty surprising. He's a big dude, right? I yeah. don't know what his weight is, but, um, that's a pretty, that's a pretty beefy guy for a three eighths inch, uh, radius of hollow. So, but he, it, it clearly works for him, right? So. Yeah, so like like a three eighths is gonna dig in deeper. So is that more for a guy who really likes to be on his edges and really likes to grip and hold? Yes, yes. yeah, absolutely. Or somebody that maybe maybe speed isn't isn't really uh, it's not really as part of his game. Maybe he doesn't need that speed. He plays uh, just a different style that where where speed just doesn't come into his game. Um, but the three eighths can be really helpful for those little kids starting to skate too. They just there's more stability and more grab on the ice for those really little kids. So, um, right. but, but I think is, as soon as they kind of start skating and getting good on those edges, um, what I've done with, with, uh, with my about 55 pound 12 year old is tried to jack up that radius of hollow as much as I can. Um, probably to the point where they maybe start to slip a little bit on hard corners and then maybe back off a little bit from there. Um, but if they're slipping and sliding all over the place after they've already learned to skate, the radius of hollow could be a little bit too large for them, or maybe, maybe the ice is really hard. We kind of mentioned that before, but, um, uh, yeah, if you, if you go too flat of a hollow, like too large of a diameter of hollow, um, you'll start losing edges when you try to turn and things like that. So you will be faster though. Your speed increases. Uh, with that larger radius of hollow. So, so there was one, one kind of general rule that I've seen some of these, these uh, pro shop owners put out there was, yeah. and this is, this is way over generalization. So don't murder me for this, but um, they, uh, their recommendation is that kids should be in the highest radius of hollow that they can comfortably skate in. So, and that's where I said, like, if you because you increase that and then all of a sudden take those turns and they're just falling all over the place. That's not good. Um, but if they can handle the turns at a higher radius of hollow, it's, they're going to be speed demons out there. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think what you sharpened mine at what? Nine, sixteen. Yeah. And yeah. I think I did try going up to five A's and you didn't like it. I don't think Robbie liked that either, but you yeah, know, um, like it can feel a little bit, uh, you can feel a little bit out of control when you're a little higher than you're comfortable with. Like, like, like your stopping distance is increased. So you might crash into the board a little bit until you get used to it, things like that. But, um, it, it takes a little bit to get used to. Yeah. Like, since you started buzzing my skates up, I really do like it when you're like, ah, I tried this, Let, like, see how you like that. And then, yeah. It's nice now too that I, I know like nine sixteenths has kind of been my go-to. So like when you adjust it one way or the other, like I can really like I have a baseline now to go off of. And I think when parents or kids want to find out what is really going to be their hollow, they need to kind of start somewhere and then venture yes. one way or 
or the other. And then, you know, it, it's, it's going to take them probably a couple of years or a season to figure out what they're comfortable at. And like you said, I would base it probably off your home ice, right? Because yeah, when you go on the road, you, you, not every ice is going to be the same. So you can't, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to call ahead and ask what the temperature of their ice is or anything like that. So, oh, maybe you will. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't do that, but um, there might be, there might be a parent out there that may, there might be, there might be. Uh, but to that point, it is, it's all about testing it out. So uh, in order to do that for my kid, and like I said, the, the one I tweak uh, his settings on quite a bit is not even 12 years old. He's 11 years old. And how I did that is I didn't tell him. I, I would, uh, I would tweak that radius of hollow up a little bit and just like for a practice or something, I'd see how he performed. And if I didn't tell him, I just felt like I was getting a truer uh, picture of what that sharpen actually did. So I would just observe and see how he did. If he's falling all over the place, then it was my bad, right? And I have to back <laughs> off of that hollow a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but generally speaking, um, he, f he figures it out though. So that's what happened is so I'd start tweaking radius of hollow and he'd come right off the ice and he'd be like, you did something to my skates. I know you did. So now he is absolutely uh, just spoiled with, uh, with the sharpenings. Cause um, yeah. So anytime he, he'll, he'll tell me right away is his, his edge is bad or, or he'll know when I, when I tweak something on it. So. Yeah. I love you telling me stories about it when like, you're like, yeah, I buzz the skates up this way. And then like, he, he, like he knows right away and I'm like he probably is the only 10 or I mean 11 or 12 year old that I know of that is probably like a skate sharpening snob now I would almost say like yeah like he, he knows exactly what he wants and like I mean that's yeah. great that benefits him so he like he can get the most out of his performance yeah I think he he knows I mean he knows what I mean I, I don't know that he knows like hey I know you you increase the radius or decrease the radius but he knows when he's falling a little bit more and he knows when he feels a little bit faster and he also knows when he's lost an edge or, I mean, he knows when he says he needs them sharpened, they definitely need to be sharpened. So it is kind of cool that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait till it gets in high school. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that people always talk about skate sharpening is profiling. So can you explain yeah. what profiling is and what that does for your steel and skate? So, uh, so my, my 11 year old right now is I just got his second set, uh, in from profiling. I don't profile those. I send those out to actually one of the guys on the skate sharpening university page out and he's out in Maine. Um, so I have him do a superior, um, profile, which is a three quadrant profile. So if you're looking at the blade sideways, the profile is just the contour sideways of that blade. Um, okay. like out of the box, um, don't quote me on this, but I think out of the box, it's pretty common to have blades nine or 10 foot radiuses. So, so it's this direction of a radius. Um, the smaller, the radius, the less steel that's kind of sitting on the ice, the higher the radius, um, which they can go up to, uh, they can get really high for goalies, but, um, skaters are usually seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 foot radiuses, things like that. Um, that Jeremy from how, how to hockey has a really good video out there of him testing out all the different skater, uh, radiuses. And he gives some really good insight into what all those mean. It's actually a really good video. Just, just Google it once. Um, kind of gives you some idea of what you're looking at on those radiuses and what it does at the lower end and the higher end of those radiuses. But 
Um, but I guess generally speaking, the uh, the the smaller uh, the smaller the radius, the so less blade on the ice. So you might lose a little bit of speed, but you might be a little bit kind of quicker on your feet. You can make changes a little faster and things like that. Um, that higher radius, you got more steel. So more push is available, right? There's more steel, so more surface to push off of. Um, so you might get a little bit of speed off of that, but you might lose a little bit of your um, kind of quick feet ability, maybe in the corners and things like that. So there's a trade-off to all of these things, but the profiling that, that superior now, that, that's for the, the reason why I can only do the three quadrants. So there's three quadrants in the skate and the radius is actually a little bit different in all three of those quadrants. The reason why I can't do the quad profiling, which is four quadrants of radius, is because his blades are too small for it. So okay. once you get up into adult size skates, you can do the quad profiling. So the idea of that is, is every part of the blade um, on your skate is four different things, right? Acceleration and glide and turning and all that's in stability. So every part of that blade uh, actually has a, an ideal radius for what it's doing. And that's what that quad profile and the superior are, are, are for. It's, it's pretty interesting. I, I went to that superior um, probably going on a year and a half ago and, and it's great. It's got a little bit of a forward lean to it as well. Um, but it's, uh, he's, he skates really well in it. So I've kind of stuck with it. So. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, you lost me halfway through, but it was a lot of good information. And I'll, I think I'll, I sent you, I think I sent you a, a, a picture of that as well. It just yep, posted that in the yeah, comments it and yeah. it, it's, it's really, it's crazy. That's uh, so the, the superior and the quad, the, I think it's Q4 or quad uh, profiling is a, I think that's a trademark by, by ProSharp. So that's a ProSharp profiler. I'm not honestly sure if anybody in Wisconsin does that. You might have one or two pro sharp people down by Milwaukee and maybe one up by Wausau, but there is nobody real near here that, that does it um, in Fond du Lac. So um, generally you have to ship those blades out to get done. So. Okay. So profiling just layman turns here is the more the blade or less the blade sits on the ice, correct? So yeah. It's basically determining how much steel is, is sitting on the ice. Okay. So it's contacting the ice. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've shown me like when you've, you've sharpened my steel, like you'll show me, you can see kind of, you know, it's very thin, but you can see where the blade touches like the desk or the flat surface and where it doesn't. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'd, I'd say most people around here probably just have the stock profiling done, but they, they do recommend, I think there's maybe a recommended, uh, recommended amount of times that you'd get the profile redone between sharpens like maybe you sharpen it you know 25 times you should get the the profile done again there there's a recommendation out there but i think oh okay. uh, re, reprofiling maybe a couple times a year i think is recommended um because as long as you get a pretty light sharpen each time uh that profile should be maintained from sharpen to sharpen so okay yeah see like i didn't even know that you can profile your skate more than one time. I didn't know if that was a one-time deal or not. Yeah. So, but uh, Tig's last pair, I don't think I ever did actually reprofile them because um, I sharpened them so much and I didn't have an extra set. So 
to ship in, you know, you, you kind of yep. have to have two sets, to sh one to ship in and get reprofiled and things like that. So I never did do it. I didn't notice anything over the course of that, but I sharpened them so much that um, that steel was, it was done already. I, I've, I've sharpened it, sharpened it uh, enough. So I just bought a new set of steel, just, just came in last week. So, okay. Yeah. And then talking about sharpening steel, I know you prefer to have, if people have it, to pop out their steel when you sharpen it. Yeah. Now, what is the benefit to people doing that? Because I know a lot of people probably just bring their skates and even if they have the quick release, they probably just bring them into the pro shop and they sharpen them. I know if you have a Sparks machine that they, they need the boot in there, but if you're going to like yeah. a, an old style like a Wasoda, what is the benefit to popping your steel out for that person to sharpen your skates? So even if somebody brought them here and I could remove the blade, I would remove the blade to sharpen them. And it might just be more personal preference than anything. I, I'm not, I'm not really sure what those uh, pro shop owners prefer, but I prefer no boot because the boot, um, the boot kind of causes you to have to make a lot of little minor adjustments in the holder uh, in order to really make sure that that's a level sharpen. Um, the boot kind of drags it down and it could be that I just, maybe need a different holder. I don't know. I didn't spend $25,000 on my setup. Right. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of different holders out there that might handle that weight of the boot a little bit better, but I prefer the blade out. Um, if, if you can, um, just because it, it, it alleviates me from having to make all those little minute adjustments from skate to skate and blade to blade. I mean, you still have to do them a little bit here and there, but the weight of that boot kind of dragging it down really, seems to affect how much you have to adjust so yeah and like when you told me that it, it, you totally made sense to me it's like well yeah if i can just hand you my steel and then yeah that the, the whole skate and boot isn't you know causing extra weight to kind of push down and maybe yeah you know get a different angle yeah i so, mean you're clamping on that way end of the steel right i mean yeah. it's that's a very small you know, kind of place where you're grabbing onto that steel and that whole weight of that boot dragging it down. It, I don't know. That, that's my preference. I, I mean, I've seen it. I can do it either way. It's just, that's my preference. So. Okay. Now this probably is the topic we've talked about the most is different types of steel. I know you love yes. talking different yeah. types of steels. So what I, uh, have you I, had your kids use and what are some steels that you want to try and you like? Okay, so I've gone across the board. Those, those kids, the kids' skates that come, uh, you know, just with the skates that you can't change out, um, I don't know do they, I don't know if they actually call it LS1 steel, but I call it LS1 steel. I don't know if there's an actual writing of it uh, on there for the Bauer um, blades, but it's generally the cheapest, softest steel um, out of any set that you can get. And of course you can't change it out. So that was really frustrating for me uh, when, when my kid was blowing through uh, those very small skates, like I was having to replace them in the middle of the season because sh we sharpened them so much. Now that steel is extremely soft. So uh, for my 11 year old, that steel, I had to sharpen basically after every practice. So you get about an hour of ice time on that steel that comes with the really small skates that you can't change out. That's what I'm calling the LS1 Bauer steel. Um, so once you get up into a size, I think you have to get into a size 
13 or 13 and a half before you can get removable steel. Um, and that's, I think what comes with it is LS2. So it's a little bit um, better set of steel, a little harder. Um, for that stuff, I found you could get maybe an hour and a half to two hours of skate time on before you could, uh, before you needed to sharpen it. Um, and it, it, and that varies, right? It depends uh, what they're doing, how hard they're going, how, how hard they're competing, you know, but uh, it's generally still really bad steel. It's soft. It's, I, I, what I've done lately now is if I buy a new pair of skates, I take that steel out and use it as a spare and I buy a different harder steel set. Um, so the LS5 isn't bad. My older one had some LS5 steel. Um, I still prefer the aftermarket steel. So I absolutely fell in love with my step steel. So I bought a set of step steel for um, my 11 year old and uh, basically he could go, he could go about triple the time between sharpening. So it is, it's a money saver on top of a lot of other things, right? This steel is incredibly hard. It holds a really good edge. Um, you just didn't, you just didn't need to sharpen it near as much. So, and that was only, I don't know, it was 60, $70 for, for a set. It, so it was, it was basically no different than what you spend on an adult set of Bauer steel, like regular, um, just factory steel. Um, and it was a huge money saver from the sharpenings. Um, but I could also travel with him for a whole weekend at a tournament and not worry about the steel, right? Yep. See these people that are traveling around with their skate sharpeners, it just basically becomes unnecessary if you can get that really good set of hard steel. Um, you can make it through an entire tournament and actually that, that steel holds up really well. So, so there's step steel. Um, step steel, uh, was just bought out by CCM. So you can't buy them for the Bauer Tukes anymore, which is a little bit unfortunate. Cause like I said, I love my step steel, but, uh, I did, uh, I did have one of the guys on that skate sharpening university, get me a set of Titan steel. So he's only been, he's only skated on that Titan twice. So, so that's, uh, uh, you know, yet to be seen what I, what I think about that, but it looked like really good quality steel. I haven't sharpened it yet, you know, so the, so every set of set of steel has kind of a different feel when you're sharpening it, but that, okay. that step steel was like, it just, it was really easy to sharpen. It's sharpened really smooth and, and it just held an edge. And I'm hope, hoping that Titan's the same way, but there's, there's tons of manufacturers, manufacturers of uh, aftermarket steel. So, um, well, CCM just bought Step, but then you got the Titan Steel, you got Massive. Um, <clears throat> the one we just talked about before this was, uh, uh, before the, the, um, the interview here was uh, Blade Tech. Um, there's, uh, there's one out there called the Flare Blade. I don't know if you've seen Flare yet, but that's interesting. I'm kind of wondering if that's really going to kind of take hold or not, but the Flare Blade actually widens as it goes down to the, to the ice surface. Um, okay, yeah, so I think I... I saw that in USA Hockey. I think like they had a page on or a section. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting one. I'm just I'm kind of waiting on it. I, I like I, I there, there's part of me that really wants to try it out, but um, part of me is like, don't be an early adopter because this thing could go away real quick too. But the idea of that is you should be able to get into your turns and your cuts just a little bit deeper, given that the blade flares at like a six degree. Uh, angle down to the ice so it's it's interesting it's a tough sharpen though the sharpening becomes a totally different game but 
but it's interesting. So yeah, that's probably more for like edge work, I would assume, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they have video of they have video of a guy with the flare blade with their toe cap actually riding on the ice and yet still holding an edge. It's pretty crazy. Okay. Yeah. So interesting. But yeah. I know I I've still yet to order my step steel and I've missed the window now. So well, you you might still be able to find some. I mean, they so they 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 did they get they got sued because of the uh, the patented uh, pattern that holds it in the light speed tukes um, for powers, and and basically they just agreed to stop selling those altogether. And right at that time, CCM bought them. So I'm sure some of that was all you know, worked out beforehand, but you can still find it sometimes on the, uh, on eBay or something like that. You can still find some, some straggling yeah, pairs. I've looked and I, and I think, unfortunately I'm, you know, an average human being. So my skate size is the most popular. So yeah. it was all the one yeah. that I sold out. So. Well, try out, try out those Titans. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know how the Titans work for my, for my younger one, but. I, I think any of the any of those aftermarket blades are better than what comes with with uh, the Bauer skates. Anyway, it's yet to be seen what CCM will do with those with that step. But um, but if they start just making it, CCM just starts making it so that that's their preferred steel on every single one of their skates. That'd be great for them, right? Yeah, you you may see a bigger swing in CCM skates than Bauer. Because I mean, right now you see a lot of kids wearing Bauer skates. Absolutely. It still seems to dominate for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I, I wear Bowers. I, I, yeah. I, I like them. I used to have kind of going from Groffs to a pair of Reeboks. Now I'm in Bowers again and yeah. I like Groffs, but I, you know, yeah. Bauer, they just make a good product and they, they do. Yeah, but. absolutely. Uh, one question for you. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this and if you've done a lot of it and you mentioned it briefly before, but have you ever sharpened goalie skates at all? I haven't. No, that's one I've not done. Um, but I did. So I sent you another thing for the goalies in the group. Um, so my friend does sharpen his kids goalie skates. Those, those seem to be all over the board. What, what you want to do to those, those are the ones with the extremely high, uh, first of all, the profile so I think those go up into the 20s of foot, right? Um, because you want a lot of blade on the ice for a goalie. Um, but it looks like to me, or it sounds like to me, is that the younger the goalie, the higher uh, that radius of hollow should be, like upwards of an inch plus. Um, okay. And then as the goalies get older, they tend to actually get a smaller radius of hollow, which is almost the exact opposite of what you'd, what you'd see in a regular skater. Um, but I still think that it's – uh, primarily just a, a preference from, from the goalie. I'm sure it's, that's one of those things you're just going to see all over the board based on what they prefer. Um, but I, like I said, I, I've seen the recommendation for the younger goalies to be at, at an inch, but I've never, I've never actually sharpened them. So. Okay. Cause I know like growing up, I played goalie for a little bit and like, I think I'd only get them sharpened like once a year because like, yeah. The, I don't know if it's the rumor, the the myth, but goalies don't need to get them sharpened their skates that often. And then as I got older and I started playing with more goalies, they'd be like, oh, I get mine sharpened like every two or three weeks, almost kind of like right. a play. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. And 
I, I remember that when I was a kid too. The goalies just didn't get them sharpened very often. Yeah, because they wanted to be able to slide across the ice and, you know, so yeah. they don't – you'd never want to dig in deep as, you know. Well, now they seem to – like they just push. Everything is a push. So yep. I'd imagine you want those inside blades especially. So that's another thing. I've seen them talk about on, on Skate Sharpening University about how um, there's some people that will uh, purposely – uh, off center their goalie blades so that the inside edge is a little bit more dominant than the other. I, that, that seems to be, uh, that, that seems to me that it'd be hard to repeat, but um, you know, between sharpenings, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you'd think you'd at least want that inside edge so you can push side to side. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then one last question, how can parents tell if, when they get their skate sharpened off a sparks machine or just at a pro shop, how can they tell if like everything was done correctly? Are there some like little hints you can check? Yeah. I mean, so I, I, the one thing is, is so when you get it, uh, maybe not so much on the sparks machine, but you, you get your skate sharpened by a regular machine, whether it be a Wissota or Blackstone or, or one of those other uh, regular stone uh, sharpening machines the the bottom of your blade should actually be mirror it should be a mirror finish it shouldn't look like a uh like a welded stack coin or what they call on the on the the pro guys call it alligator skin it shouldn't be it shouldn't have skips or burns or anything like that in it it should really be a mirror finish on the bottom of that of that blade that's one that's pretty easy to tell but another one is just to watch them if you can watch them sharpen um, make sure they put a, a level gauge on that blade to make sure that the, uh, that the edges are level. Um, be shocked at how many got, you know, how many people sharpen and they never throw that gauge on. I, I don't even know how that's possible to make sure that you got a good sharpen without putting that level gauge on. And I think those guys on that SSU board would agree with that. You, you have to use it. You simply have to use it after every sharpen. There's, there's nothing you can do um, to just visually say, yeah, those, those edges are level. Um, there's some indication based on the spark off of the wheel, but it's still, that's not exactly reliable. It, <clears throat> it takes a second to throw that level gauge on there. So, so make sure to, to watch that, that people are putting that on there. And that includes the sparks. So those sparks machines come with those level gauges. They should be used. So um, another thing is, is, even with a sparks or a regular sharpen is they should be honing the edges. So you should see them kind of rub the edges, uh, make sure all the burrs are off of there. And it kind of just, uh, it kind of reinforces the edge that's put on it by the stone or by the, the sparks machine. It's um, so there, there should be a hone run down each side of that. But uh, um, I mean, short of a parent holding, you know, carrying around a, a level gauge with them, that's, that's about all I can think of. Right. I mean, um, yeah you know, just, just watch and pay attention. I mean, surprisingly, I think, well, you know, I don't know. Some kids, some kids will know immediately. They just know they jump out on the ice like, yep, got a bad sharpen. You got to go back. So, um, I don't know. So others, others don't notice it so much. So I, I don't know, but, um, but they'll probably figure it out sooner or later. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Cause like you talked about like the Facebook group and like, they yeah like guys have sent pictures of like 
their kids getting their skate sharp and they pull up their level and like you know yeah. like the levels call, like this they call mm. them the skate skate of the day so yeah. the skate of the day are just just absolutely crooked uh you know level gauges and it's it's shocking sometimes what comes mm. in um but almost always you know if it's off more than um you know more there's there's lines on that gauge i don't even know what exactly they indicate but basically if they're off by more than one of those lines uh it's noticeable so yeah i always find that interesting because i'm like that that person who skates on that has to know something's wrong there because like some of them are just absolutely they're, awful. They're, they're, they're yeah they're awful you don't even know how the how the thing is sticking onto the yeah it's just it's really bad so i don't know <clears> how to explain that so <laughs> Well, Tim, that's all the questions I have for you, and I appreciate you coming on again. And um, do you have any any final thoughts you want to share? Um, not that well, not, not you know, not that I can really think of. I guess on the spot, I wish I would have thought of a couple of final thoughts <laughs> here, but, uh, but. Um, no, I can't. I can't think of much. So um, I think I I talked enough here. No, I. I I, I, I love it when you talk to me about this. Cause I, every time we talk, I learn something new and you know, like I'm always kind of getting more particular about how I like my skate sharpened. And you know, it, like I've talked earlier, like it, I really do notice it. You can, I think it does affect your game and the way you skate. So I think it is, I'd say it's something important that gets overlooked when parents. Yes, and I totally agree. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I do think it is overlooked. It's, um, I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna turn you in from, you know, turn you in, uh, like turn you from one player to another, but I do think it makes that just that little bit of a difference. It might be the difference between your legs just being completely burned out or not. Um, maybe just a 5%, 10% speed increase or something like that. But I, but I, yeah, I'd say here, here's my parting thought. I'd say, I'd, I'd say go tinker, man, go, go change the radius of hollow and go check it out. It's, it's uh it's sometimes it's enlightening right and other times you're like Ugh, i hate it so whatever but yeah well all right tim i appreciate it thanks so much and uh yeah. maybe we'll, we'll have you on again sometime we can talk absolutely more. Uh, hey let's three-peat this thing absolutely we'll get you to be the first three-peat uh guest awesome all right take care all grant right. Thanks. thanks tim appreciate it yep